Wow, this is a special day. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to Unity Minneapolis. This is Gratitude Sunday, Gratitude Sunday, and we're calling it All Together Now with, with gratitude. gratitude. With Gratitude. So, so grateful you're here. We have a wonderful service plan for you today. Tell us about it. Yeah, so get ready to have some interactivity. Bring your kids. We are going to have a really fun time today. We're going to be singing. Uh, the choir's with us, and it's just going to be fun. We are going to wow you today. That's what we are going to do. Let's go to church. Okey hey, you know what? This prelude song is a sing-along. The words are printed in your bulletin. It goes like this. Here we go. One, two, three. Join me in our opening prayer. I invite you to go to that place within your heart and within your mind where you know and you feel God's presence today. Sweet Holy Spirit within, we surrender again to this infinite presence within. We give thanks for life itself, for the opportunity to just be. We hold our community in prayer this morning. We hold all of those that are experiencing challenges in their life. We hold all those that have been diagnosed with COVID and we see them whole, well, restored. <clears throat> we pray with those that are also experiencing grief and sadness because of the loss of loved ones. We hold them in our heart today giving thanks 
for the power of prayer. And sweet Holy Spirit, within we know that your presence wraps this world and that you are always present. And we give thanks this morning that regardless of what we are facing, regardless of the challenges in our life, that there is an answer. There is an answer. And we're grateful for that. Because, sweet spirit within, you are indeed always the answer. So we draw closer. We draw closer to the answer this morning. And we go forth today to do what is ours to do. We do it with great love. We do it with a grateful heart. We say thank you. Thank you. Two of the most powerful words in the universe. Thank you. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. Join me in our opening hymn. Good morning. We're so glad you're with us today. You know, unity is that positive path for spiritual living, and we offer practical teachings that help us to live meaningful and healthy and prosperous lives. This morning, if you're new with us or you feel like you're new with us, we want to connect with you. There, you can just text us at 313131. There's a contact card there. If you fill that out, we will connect with you and not only connect with you, but we will also send you a free gift. We're so glad you're with us. This morning, uh, our format of the service is a little different. 
we're going to have three mini services, three mini, not services, three mini lessons, three mini lessons. And I know what you're thinking, Reverend Pat, you don't know how to do a mini lesson, but we're going to attempt that this morning, okay? But we have three mini, Cassidy Meeks will be providing our first lesson. And then our second lesson is being provided by Nolan Polson. And Nolan is, is a Y-O-U-er. And guess what? He's one of the officers in the Great Lakes Regional Conference. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Four officers, four officers in our entire region. And we are blessed that Nolan is with us today. And he is, he's a, the, I believe he's the coordinator of outreach in our Great Lakes region. So this is a pretty powerful thing. And then I'll wind it up with my third mini lesson as well. I just want to remind you that also we have a sponsor here today, a YOU sponsor, and his name is Jeff Paulson. He has to be related to Nolan. He's his father. But needless to say, Jeff provided the, Jeff provided the announcements, and he'll also provide the reading of the Daily Word today as well. So we're going to continue our time together. Glad you're with us. And Cassidy Meeks will be talking about Thank You, Mother Earth. Cassidy is our Youth and Family Ministry Director. Thank you, Reverend Pat. Well, you know, that was the world's fastest hair change, but I can't promise to do the mask change quite as quickly. <laughs> so I am just going to... I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> so glad you're all with us. And, you know, they say gratitude is defined in the dictionary as the consciousness of being thankful and the willingness and readiness to show appreciation for, the, for kindness and to return kindness. And thankful can mean glad, an expression of thanks, and it can also mean the consciousness of a benefit received. So that's what I would like to talk with you all about today. So I invite you in to settle, to settle into your chairs or wherever you're watching this from. And I'm going to tell you a story that is presented by a woman named Robin Wall Kimmerer. And she wrote the book Braiding Sweetgrass. Now Robin is a botanist, so she studies plants. And she's also an indigenous storyteller. And she recounts in her book about giving a lecture to college students about cultures of gratitude. And this story starts a long, long time ago, back before the time of grocery stores, when all the people, if they wanted to eat, had to get the food from themselves directly from the land. And now this story begins when the, the years were bountiful with food, and specifically with corn. And they, people had all the stores of corn they ever needed. And the fields were so generous that the people hardly had to work. And so they didn't. Instead of doing a spirit of thanksgiving and singing a song to bless the corn spirit for all of the bounty, they just got lazy. And they began to use the corn disrespectfully. The people started burning it for fuel instead of going off to gather wood. And the dogs dragged it off from the untidy piles in which it was precariously leaning 
instead of being stored away carefully. And no one stopped the kids when they kicked the ears of corn around in their games. Corn Spirit was really saddened by this lack of respect, so she decided to leave, to go where she would be appreciated. At first, the people didn't even notice. But next year, the cornfields only had weeds, and the corn piles that remained were moldy, and the mice had been chewing on them. There was nothing to eat. And the people set about in despair, growing thinner and thinner. When they abandoned gratitude, the gifts abandoned them. Then one small child decided to see if he could find the corn spirit, and he wandered from the village into the forest for days, hungry. But then he found her in a sunlit clearing, and he begged her to come back to his people. She smiled kindly at him and asked him, to teach his people the ways of gratitude and respect that they'd forgotten along, along the way. Only then would she return. He did as she asked, and after a hard winter without corn to remind them of the cost, corn spirit returned to them in the spring. So Robin goes on to say that everything we put in our mouths that allows us to live is the gift of another life. So when we take care of what is ours, from our pets, to our homes, to our bodies, that's a way of giving thanks. It is our uniquely human gift to express thanks. And I think it's a very good way to start restoring our reciprocity to the earth. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I wonder if this virus in our midst is a natural result of our collective forgetfulness and disregard for the many gifts the earth gives us. And I wonder what if each of us were like that little child in the story and we went on a quest to connect with the corn spirit, or maybe in this case, the, the God of health and well-being. There are many names for God. And if we were to relearn those songs of gratitude and respect, and start singing them every single day, and not just around Thanksgiving. I have a sense that Mother Earth might decide to care for us a little longer. And the good news is, we can start doing that right now in this moment. So I invite each of you, if you're sitting at a computer to get your typing fingers ready, or if you have a pen and paper handy, to start to write down. If you're watching this on Facebook, you can put these in the comments a couple of gifts, one, two, or maybe three, of things that you are grateful for from Mother Earth. And then as the next song plays, start to read the comments of people before you or share them with your family. For when we remember to give thanks, we bless the Earth and each other. Thank you. Gratitude to the left of me. Gratitude. 
gratitude to the right of me, gratitude above me, gratitude below me, gratitude within me, gratitude all around me. I'm so grateful. 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 Gratitude. Gratitude before. Gratitude before me. Gratitude behind. Gratitude behind. Gratitude to the left of me. Gratitude to the right of me. Gratitude above me. Gratitude Gratitude within me, gratitude all around me, and that's why I'm so grateful. 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 I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful. I've never really put much thought into what gratitude is at its heart and at its core until very recently. Of course, I've talked about gratitude with my family, and I've talked about how I'm grateful for them, and I'm grateful for my pets, and I'm grateful for my friends, and I'm grateful for this or that. But I never really put in the effort to figure out what gratitude is. But that's when it hit me. Gratitude is effort. Gratitude is effort. The things that we don't put effort towards, the things that we don't make that conscious, thoughtful effort towards in our lives end up leaving or weakened or lessened by the lack of care and the lack of love and the lack of gratitude. We need to show the things and the people we love that we love them. When I realized that is when I realized what the five love languages are the acts of service, the quality time, the words of affirmation, the physical touch, and the gift giving, is us putting in the effort and the love to show that we are grateful towards the people that we love. And just because your loved ones do not actively say, I love you, or that you do not actively say that you love them, does not mean that you do not love them or that they do not care for you. There is no wrong way of showing love, just different perceptions of how it is given. This love and this effort and this gratitude that we put in does not just apply to the people in our lives, but also to our jobs, our hobbies, and our very own bodies that we live in. The energy that we put in to these parts of our lives will pay back to the fulfillment of our lives. 
I'm a student. I'm still in high school. I have such a wonderful opportunity to learn and to grow. But this opportunity does not matter if I do not put in the effort to make it matter. If we do not water a plant, it will not grow. If we do not practice our sports, we will not get better at them. If we do not take care of our bodies, they will not be healthy. Exercising and having drive are just as important as resting and recovering. That's how we show our gratitude towards ourselves. All these gifts and these opportunities that we have don't mean much if we don't do anything with them. At a job, if you put an effort to whatever you are doing and take care of your job, then you will be recognized and you will be cared for, for you show the care in your life. But this drive to be more must be matched for the love of what we have because it is so very easy to lose track of what we have when all we think about is the bills and the work and the future and the this and the that and the maybes. To show love or to show your gratitude is to do your best. I'm going away to college next fall and it's really weird hearing my, my sister and my parents talk about how it'll just be the three of them eating every day without me because I often don't really think back at them when I'm thinking about college. I'm thinking about my studying. I'm thinking about what I will be doing. But that is why I've been trying to make a conscious effort to spend as much time as I can with them while I can. Because I know that this time that I have with them now, where we're all at home, is quite limited. And it'll be over before, I think. My homework for you all is to tell some random person from your friends list or your contacts who you don't talk to very often, but you somewhat know, that you appreciate them. Because with this COVID-19 time, we cannot express the other forms of love and the other ways of showing affection as much with how we are all online. But our words of affirmation are still strong and they are still important and not just some random friends that you know from online. Tell that to your family. Tell that to, most importantly, yourself. Tell yourself that you are worth loving and that you are loved. And be grateful for yourself, the day, and the opportunities. Thank you. We now move deeper into spirit with the reading of the Daily Word. You are invited to mentally add your prayers to our prayer box or submit an online prayer request via our website. Your prayers are prayed with by our prayer ministry for seven days and then they are forwarded to Silent Unity where they are prayed with for an additional 30 days. The Daily Word for today, November 22nd, is forgive. We affirm, in the peace of prayer, I release all unforgiveness. If I hold on to feelings of hurt, betrayal, or anger in response to another's words or actions, I block the flow of divine love and peace in my life. Likewise, holding on to guilt, shame, or embarrassment that may arise when I have hurt another person 
also keeps me from experiencing divine love and peace. Forgiveness removes all barriers, all obstacles, anything that may be disrupting my experience of divine presence. In order to forgive myself or another person, I need not justify or approve behavior that is unwelcome. I need only to become willing to forgive. In the peace of prayer, I release all unforgiveness. I feel the healing power of divine love as it dissolves all barriers, all illusion of separation. I forgive and I am healed. And scripture tells us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. The word for today is forgive. take some time and relax, relaxing and taking some slow, deep, gentle breaths, breathing in to your stomach muscles and feeling your chest rise and fall as we take in two more breaths. There is no place where God is not. We are open to the inflowing and outpouring of all there is in God. We can be grateful for times that lead us beyond our extremity to the opportunity of spirit. We see with all our hearts and minds, and so we find.
We have no need to worry. And we see only things manifest in our lives that we have need of or desire. We are so blessed for all the gifts of spirit in our lives. Let us take some time in the quiet and relax in the peace. And so we rest with gratitude in our hearts. And now, let us return to this space in time. And as we return, we remember our truth. Spirit is present. And we are one with spirit. We have nothing else to do but to accept our divinity, everyone's divinity. In this world, spirit has created. And so it is, and so we let it be. Amen. For some who don't understand our purpose and may not understand our praise, we as a family would like to tell you the reason why we sing. Come on, family. Someone asked a question, why do we sing? When we lift our hands to Jesus, what do we really mean? I'm happy. I sing because I'm happy. I sing. I sing because I'm free. His eye is on the sparrow. His eye is on the sparrow. That's the reason. That's the reason why I sing. I want to know if you can help me say glory. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason. You're the reason why I sing. Come on and say glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're the reason why I sing. Can we say it again? Someone asked. Someone asked a question. Oh, why do we sing? Why do we sing? When we lift our hands. When we lift our hands to Jesus. Oh, what do we really mean? What do we really mean? Someone may be wondering. Someone may be wondering. When we sing our song. When we sing our song. At times we may at be. At times we may be crying. And nothing's even wrong. And nothing's even wrong. This is the reason why I sing because. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because. I sing because I'm free. Oh, 
His eyes on the sky. That's the reason why I say. That's the reason why. Say it again. Glory. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason why. You're the reason why. I know I can get a witness. Come on now, glory. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason. You're the reason why I say. I know I just want to say glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. I give the praises to you. I give the praises to you. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason why. You're the reason why I sing. And when the song is over. And when the song is over. We've all said amen. We've all said amen. In your heart, just keep on singing. In your heart, just keep on singing. And the song will never end. And the song will never end. Listen. And if somebody asks you. Was it just a show? Was it just a show? Lift your hands and be a witness. Tell the whole world not. And tell the whole world not. Listen, shh. And when you cross that river, to study war no more, we will sing. We will sing our song to Jesus. The one whom we adore. The one. Come on, family, let's take it home. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I sing because Oh, I don't know why it does it, but it's eyes on the That's the reason why I sing. Let me say it one more time. Say glory. You're the reason why. I want to say glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason. Oh, can I say it again? Glory, glory, hallelujah. I give the praises to you. I give the praises to you. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You're the reason why. You're the reason why I sing. You're my melody at midnight, Jesus. You're the reason why. You're my song in my storm, Jesus. You're the reason why. You're the healing in my heart. You're the reason why I sing. And now you're the reason why. I don't know about you, but I love seeing the faces. I love seeing the faces of the choir. It felt like they were almost here with us in person. And so I really want to give thanks for the choir. I want to give thanks for that music. I want to give thanks for Laura Dawkins and Judy Vernar for making all of this happen. And it was just great to see our choir this morning. Choir, we love you. You're watching us with us today. We love you. We bless you. Whoa, whoa. I visualize this choir loft full in the near future, just full. Hey guys, in the book of Spiritual Economics, Eric Butterworth, one of my favorite teachers in the whole wide world, tells a story in a chapter called The Grateful Heart. And he tells his story. He says that a man went to the doctor and he got a diagnosis or he got a, a proclamation that he had only six months to live. Wow. So he came back to work the next day, and his co-workers had heard the story or the, the proclamation that he had six months to live. And so they gathered around his desk asking, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to retire? Or are you going to travel? Only six months to live. 
And the man said very clearly, he says, I will do what I've always done. I will live one day at a time with a grateful heart. Wow. One day at a time with a grateful heart. When Mr. Butterworth wrote his book in Spiritual Economics, the man was still living, and that was 10 years ago. Now, obviously, you know, some people could say it was just a misdiagnosis, but I like to think of it as a man that had a controlled life, a life that was lived well, as we heard earlier today, about taking care of ourselves in health and well-being, but also he had a grateful heart. And it's this grateful heart that we have that builds a foundation, that builds a foundation for our life. You see, gratitude is a game changer. It changes things. And you've heard me talk about it often. It's just not on Thanksgiving. It is truly a way of life. Just like forgiveness is a way of life, so is gratitude. And you've heard me before, and it means worth repeating again, you don't have to have anything to be thankful for as far as the outer conditions. We can stir up this gift of gratitude that is within us, regardless of what's going on in the outer world. You know, so our job, I believe, with all sincerity, is to keep that gratitude, that feeling of gratitude, stirred up, and then let it flow out from us. I will never forget when I first heard that gratitude was not just an effect, but gratitude is a cause. It's causative energy. And so it means that if I want to change my life, one of the ways that I can begin is to truly appreciate gratitude and keep that stirred up. Now, that is not always easy. You know, the Apostle Paul clearly says, in all things give thanks. And each year we talk about this, in all things give thanks. Not for all things give thanks, but in all things give thanks. Right in the midst of it. And so you may say to me, well, Reverend Pat, how in the world can I give thanks for a pandemic? Or how in the world can I give thanks for a divisive country? Or how in the world can I give thanks for an illness? You don't. But in the midst of it, you stir up that gratitude in order to change yourself and therefore change the world. So no, we don't give thanks for those things. But we acknowledge them. We acknowledge it and we know that just by the act of that thanksgiving, it changes things in our life. So we want to stay in this flow of gratitude. I recently read a little article about five easy pieces, five easy pieces that helps us to stay in this flow of gratitude. And that first little easy piece is count your blessings. We do that. We count our blessings. But it also emphasizes the importance of counting your blessings when you are very low, not feeling so good. We don't want to discount those feelings but we don't want to live there either in those negative feelings. Those negative feelings create additional negative feelings. We honor them and we want to move through them. 
And so sometimes when I'm feeling a little low, I want to speak to someone that's not going to go down in the ditch with me. I want to speak to someone that's going to pull me out. And it's going to remind me of the blessings in my life. That's the first thing we do, my dear friends, is we count our blessings. The second thing they talked about doing in these five easy pieces is lighting a candle in your home. Now, each and every morning as I enter my meditation practice, I light a candle. I light a candle. And as I light that candle, not only does for me, it reminds me of that divine presence of God, helps to center me as well, but it also, friends, reminds me of the things that I am grateful for. And at times, I light that candle in honor of someone or in memory of someone. But that flame, that divine Christ flame, helps me to remember gratitude. That it's my responsibility, not out of circumstances, not out of conditions, it's my responsibility to stir up the gift of gratitude. And of course, one other, the third thing that the easy piece to do is if you have not doing so, begin a gratitude journal, a gratitude journal. That's a simple thing to do. Keep it by your bed at night. Write down three things. Maybe begin with three things each day that you are grateful for as you reflect on your day, as you take that inventory of your day and say, what can I improve upon? But also write down, what am I grateful for today? It might have been a smile. It might have been someone, that, a telephone call. It might have been someone reaching out. It might have been a divine idea. It might have been a new insight. But as we count these blessings, they increase in our life. And, we be, and one of the reasons is because we become more aware of them in our life. So that third easy piece is keep that gratitude journal. And then that fourth piece is make gratitude a part of your daily life. Make it part of your daily life. Of course, in the morning with your quiet time, your meditation time, you will make gratitude part of that. But throughout the day, make it part of your life. Prayers. And, and so grateful that in unity, our five-step prayer process, that last step is gratitude and thanksgiving because we know the importance of prayer and we know the importance of gratitude and thanksgiving that goes with it as well. And then, of course, the fifth is to give back to the universe. Have you noticed that the universe most of the time is made up of givers and takers? Be a giver. Be a giver to the universe. And what you want to do is do random acts of kindness. Those are so much fun. Do them. Look for opportunities to do these random acts of kindness. Maybe it's paying for the person's coffee that's behind you. Of course, socially distanced, of course, but pay for their coffee. Or maybe it's paying a toll. Whatever it is. Or maybe it's helping with someone's groceries. Maybe it's delivering a gift to the door. But random acts of kindness. Do it. And it helps us to become more grateful as well. So your assignment, if you're not doing all five of these, pick one, pick two, and begin to use them in your own life. My dear friends, this Thanksgiving, this holiday, let us remember that it's just not one day. It is a way of life. 
And also, this Thanksgiving, as you sit down with your family, wherever you may be, take that time to have each and every person share what they are grateful for in their life. I love the assignment that Cassidy gave us earlier about putting it on our feed in our Facebook page. Put it there. Let people know. Reach out, as Nolan said to someone, a stranger, someone you don't normally talk to on Facebook or your friends. Give them a jingle. Let them know how much you love them, how much you think about them. It makes all the difference in the world. I love you, I bless you, and I behold the living presence of the divine within you. And so it is. Amen. wonderful. We are so grateful for our choir, so grateful to our speakers, to Reverend Pat. Let me just echo what many have been saying on Facebook. Happy birthday. <laughs> and all you kids probably know this. This is the time that we give thanks for all of our special blessings. And we invite you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis, preferably financial. That would be lovely. And whatever kind of gift that you would like to put collectively right now. Let's do that. And we do a repeat offer 
a repeat after me offering. So I invite you to repeat after me as we say, as I give, as I give. So, I so I receive. I am a child of God. Let's do that one, one more time. As I give, As I give. So, I so I receive, I am a child of God. And you can make your gift through the checks in the mail. We love that. You can text. I think on your screen it says exactly what to do to give online. And however you would like to give, we welcome that. Thank you so much. So we take just a moment and we bless these gifts. We bless the gifts that's been received in the mail this week as well. We bless all of these gifts. We give thanks for them. And we reaffirm and we know without a doubt that these gifts go forth to fulfill our vision and mission of a transformed world through prayer and education and service. And we say thank you. Thank you, God. And so it is and so we let it be. Amen. Someone just mentioned to me that they missed number five in our, and that was just thrill my heart to say, someone missed number five. Oh my goodness, someone was, li- uh, great, number five is random acts of kindness. How sweet can that be? Wow, so many wonderful things are happening here at Unity Minneapolis, and before I share a few of them with you, I want to acknowledge our prayer chaplains. They're at home right now, they're holding that sacred space with you, so if you have a prayer request, by all means, go to our website, fill out that prayer card. Our prayer ministry and our prayer chaplains will begin praying with you at once. The other thing I want to remind you of is this Wednesday at 6.30. That is our communion service, our communion service, and we invite you to stream with us as well at 6.30. And then at 7.30, join us for our simple supper. Bring your own soup and bread, and we're going to be on Zoom enjoying a wonderful simple supper together. And of course, Friday, that's the day after Thanksgiving, where many of you may not be out shopping in person, but you may be shopping online, but we've got something else going online as well. That's right. Yeah, take a break from shopping at home online. And at 7 o'clock, we're going to have our annual gratitude concert. And it's great for a million reasons. And I think the first one that comes to mind is I've been waiting for a while to um, do an event that really included Eden Bodner, Uh, just a great voiceover, uh, talent, actress, she does meditation and many things here over the years. So, Judy, Rachel, and I, who are three, <laughs> we're going to be four, we're adding Eden Bodner. 
and in, uh, to encapsulate all the diverse feelings and attributes and ways we can express gratitude, um, I am bookending the whole thing with the 12 powers. So there'll be a reading and then a song. And Eden has picked out her, um, she's, oh my gosh, she finds great stuff. And we've picked out a really diverse array of music from a traditional hymn to Alicia Keys. Uh, it's crazy. Um, and I think you will really, really not only enjoy it, but I think you'll just go, So we look forward to seeing you Friday at 7. Yes, I love it. You can come in your pajamas. You can also bring your food right there and have dinner with us. You can have whatever you want. But I'm going to be, uh, can assure you, streaming with you as well and enjoying it. So hope to see you. Hope to see you online. You know, several of you have said to the ministers here, well, what is it like doing ministry virtually? What is that like, and, and what do you miss? And it could just not be said to the ministers. It could have been said to all of the staff. But the ministerial team has put together a short video we would like to share with you. So just hang on just for a moment, okay? Let us share some of our experience. There has been several challenges. I miss the hugs. I miss the personal connections. And the biggest challenge is to stay connected virtually, staying connected virtually. So that is just a few of them. But most, the biggest challenge I know of is that we kind of lost our sauce as far as that hug and that personal connection. And so I miss our congregation greatly. And yet I so understand. Creating that again, creating that sense of connection rather than separation has been a challenge for us. Um, going virtual um, to do church um, is challenging. This community stepped up. This community has been willing to open itself to learning this community has been has opened itself to understand its role at, at unity that it's the contact with the people that I can actually get up grab the phone talk to them and and just talk and be with them and as close as a, you know share with them the other thing that keeps me going is personal connections even virtually via zoom being Sunday morning but I love the nine o'clock check-in. We call it Connect with Reverend Pat, and that's at nine o'clock. And because of Zoom, I see everyone on the screen, we really connect uh, in a way that in some ways we wouldn't connect personally. I'm grateful that I can serve this community, that I can that I have the opportunity to care for these people, to love them and show them how much, how valuable they are, how important they are. Oh my God, if they have any idea whatsoever how, how amazingly important they are to us, that is. This experience in 2020 will give me a greater sense of gratitude a gratitude for the divine and a gratitude for my life and life itself. Life is so precious. 
so precious. And I'm also grateful for this community because I'm new and, uh, and they've been open, they've been welcoming, uh, they've made me feel a part from the beginning and I am most grateful for that. You know, as we come to the close of this year, you know, an important part of our financial budget, over 20, around 23, almost 25% of our budget comes in in the last six weeks. And so that's part of our um, financial budgeting. I want to just encourage you to make a gift to Unity Minneapolis as we near the end of this year. You know, our goal this year is 100% of people associated with the of Minneapolis to give that gift. And we want you to be a part of that. I feel so grateful for the support that we have received and continue to receive through those that consider this their spiritual home. They give of their time and they give of their talent and they give of their financial resources. Church may change and what it looks like may change, but I believe that our people are truly dedicated to the principles that we teach here, and they're dedicated to putting them into action in their own life. So know that even though we may not be with you in person, that your ministerial team and your staff, we are here to be in service to you. So any way that you can, we can do that, by all means, allow us to. We love you, we bless you, we give thanks for you, and we give thanks for our calling to ministry at this time in this community. Thank you, God. Now that I'm going to invite you, if you would, to please join us in our prayer for protection and our peace song. So together we know that the light of God surrounds us. I am light. The love of God enfolds us. I am love. The power of God protects us. I am power. The presence of God watches over us. I am presence. Wherever we are, God is. I am divine and all is swell.
So grateful you came today, and I bet you are too. Glad you're here. Yes, thanks for being with us for All Together Now Gratitude Sunday. What's coming up, Reverend Pat? What's coming up? My goodness, next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent. It's already here, Christmas, right around the corner. And so, my dear friends, we'll look at faith and hope next week, and we'll light that first candle of Advent. You don't want to miss next week's service. And remember that wherever you are on your spiritual journey, wherever that may be, you are welcome here. God bless you. Glad you came. <laughs>